In today's episode of the podcast, we're talking about technical training and education, and we'll speak with several of Nora's leading experts who will talk about the Nora Training Certification Program and what they do to help provide technical education with Nora. In the Loop is brought to you by Nora. Nora was authorized by Congress in 2000 to provide funding that enables the liquid fuel heating industry to provide more efficient, more reliable, and lower carbon home heating and hot water to the American consumer. This podcast takes a deeper look at research initiatives, equipment considerations, renewable fuels, carbon reduction, and technical education propelling us towards a low carbon future. For more information, visit noraweb.org. Welcome to In the Loop, the official podcast of Nora, and we're excited to have some education and training experts on the episode today. In the studio with us today, we've got Bob O'Brien, who is the Nora Technical Director of Education, and John Levy, the Technical Consultant for Nora, who is the former Technical Director of Education, and Charlie Massoni, who is an instructor in the Nora Certification Program. So welcome, gentlemen. Glad to have you in the studio with us today. Welcome. Thank you. So what we're talking about is professional technical education, which is a core mission of NORA. And we all know that a well-trained service workforce really ensures that consumers have a properly installed and maintained heating system for high efficiency, cleanliness, safety, and carbon reduction. All of that is key with having those highly trained personnel. So one way to accomplish this is via the NORA Technician Certification Program. So kind of just get us off and running here. Bob, tell us, if you could, a little bit about the NORA program. We have, what, three levels of certification currently? Uh, Yes, there's a gold, silver, and bronze. Bronze is the entry level. Typically for new technicians, people just entering the field, very slight to almost no experience. There's an 80-hour in-classroom and hands-on requirement before taking the test, and there is a test after the completion of that. The next step would be silver. That requires three years' experience. People from bronze could move up directly to silver after that three years by taking CEUs. Someone who had not taken the bronze and has three years' experience could take the silver test initially at that point. And then the final step is gold. That's for technicians with five years experience and also their CEU requirements. Uh, CEUs are continuing education units. Rather than retesting, the decision was made to require continuing education, uh, particularly now with the move to biofuels, a lot of electronics entering the industry. Continuing education is vital in keeping technicians up on what's changing, it's, and it's changing very rapidly. So rather than retesting, required to have continued education. Uh, it can be with manufacturers. Nora provides a lot of it through our website, uh, in-person classes, or also online. The silver certificate is also recognized as a license by the state of Vermont, the state of New Hampshire, and Putnam County, New York. So there are quite a few people who need this to pursue their career to do their job. Well, what do these certification achievements mean for the holders? Like if you go through the program, what, is this, what does this help you do? Uh, some companies use it for raises, mm-hmm. typical to an ABC. A union might have an A, B, or C mechanic. Some people use it in that regard. Uh, it provides a pe- career development pathway. You can see what kind of progress people are making. Obviously, a couple of states, you need it for license, but it's really just to form a career pathway, and an entry level, and a, a place for people to enter the industry and a, and a pathway to grow. Now, you mentioned in terms of an entry level. I know a bit about the bronze certification, right? That's more of an entry level 
type program for someone getting started and really creates employment opportunities, right? Uh, yes, it does. There's thousands of people certified through the bronze program. At the end of the mm-hmm. bronze, they're obviously not going to be able to go into someone's house alone and service liquid fuel heating equipment, but they have a minimum level. They proved a minimum level of competence. Uh, and there's quite a few companies that are looking to hire people. There's a, obviously the labor shortage is quite severe in all industries, but particularly here. And it shows a minimum level of competence. And that's a real opportunity for work, workforce development, right? And job uh, placement. Yes. Um, so NOR doesn't deliver this material itself primarily. We partner mm-hmm. with schools to do it. Typically community colleges, high schools, state associations, and for-profit trade schools. Mm-hmm. So some of these offer this 80-hour course as a standalone where someone could take it and then pursue employment opportunities right after that 80-hour period. High schools typically offer it at the end of the senior year. Uh, community colleges fold it into generally a two-year program. But when even when any of those students graduate, they already have this, this certification, which helps them a lot in pursuing career opportunities. So that certification really has helped grow the liquid heating fuel service sector over the years, right? What are some specific examples, if you don't mind to share, you know, what are some success stories that you've seen there? Either uh, students that you've been involved with or that sure, you've heard about? Sure, there's, there's quite a few. There's a young lady on Long Island, uh, Leanna Faber, who works for Petro currently, took the program through a local trade school in 2020, graduated just about three years ago, and it'll be June, this June will be three years. Uh, she's currently bronze certified. Just about has the CEUs for silver at this point. She does have it. She's just waiting for the three years to be up. Spoke to her last week. Uh, She's doing very well. After graduating, she rode with someone for about three months. She's been out on her own since then. Very happy. Loves it. Not a typical job for a 23-year-old girl, but she's doing very well, making a lot more money than her peers. That's fantastic. I mean, talk talk about a success story. I mean, it's really, it sounds like almost like a journeyman trade program. If you will. Um, yes, we had another young man here. His cousin worked for a local fuel company. Uh, he lived in Brooklyn in an inner city environment. His, he wanted to move up in the world. I attended the class in the Long Island facility. And also, he happened to get a job with Petro when he graduated also. Um, and since then, I've spoken to him and he bought a house on Long Island and moved his kids out here, which was his, really his goal was to get his kids out of that inner city and environment into a more suburban community, better schools. Charlie, I see you nodding the, your head here on the podcast. Do you have some examples as well that you've seen in that transition? Changes in the industry are, are happening now too. And and I, I, was, I was thinking also of another young woman. She was from the Bronx that was in a class recently and she was working for an oil company up there for eight months. And then she came to our class to become certified and um, I could actually see her being one of our trainers someday, Bob. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. Love to have her. Absolutely. Nice. The pathways to finding your way into this industry are always so yeah. diverse, but yeah. truly represent great opportunities. And John, I know with your years of experience, what, what have you seen from the success side and, and even uh, what you've seen with the growth of this program over years? The uh, to kind of stay alone lines, Bob and Charlie, um, we had a young man who approached us several years ago. He was a manager for a national hardware store chain and same kind of situation, looking to buy a house, looking to have a better life for his kids. Came through the program. He actually brought three other people from the same chain who were all managing their own stores and uh, took the class, took every CEU class he could find. And within five years, 
he was rated as the, one of the top five technicians in a large national liquid fuel heating business. Just if, if the person, the individual comes through and they're willing to learn the resources that are through Nora and more so now with everything that we've got online and some of the shorter classes that Bob's been developing where it's to a specific title where uh, we all know that the mind can only absorb what the butt can tolerate. And uh, we've made some very short, very specific classes. So somebody doesn't have to go to a four-hour class or even an hour class for something specific that they want to brush up on. In your work, Bob, specifically helping educate those technicians, how do you see Nora helping in the transition to renewable liquid fuels and even some of the mandates uh, relative to the training in that area? That's a major focus of Nora at this point is, you know, the transitioning to renewable liquid fuels, primarily biodiesel at this point, although renewable diesel is on the the radar screen. It's not exactly the same as a petroleum-based heating oil. There's some, not a major difference, but there are some slight differences technicians be aware of. It's not exactly the same. So we're putting a lot of focus on that. You know, what what are you going to see different, how to handle it, how to store it, how to set it up. So it's a huge focus at the moment is that transition to biodiesel in particular. So if you're wondering where you can get training and get access to these certification programs, the most efficient way is just go to learning.noraweb.org. And that is the website uh, where you can find direct information on classes and a resource center, sign up to become certified and go through training. Uh, That's your starting place, if you will, for Nora Learning is learning.noraweb.org. So, Charlie, I mean, you've been an instructor in this area for quite some time as a Nora certification program instructor. How is the partnerships that you've seen with the industry associations or trade schools or even community colleges? Um, Our instructors come from there. Our students are fed to us through those industry organizations. Here, Here in the Long Island facility, our instructors are all from the field, okay? You know, and I came from Beckett. I was, I'm retired from Beckett. We have a couple more people, Tom Olson, who used to own his own, own oil company, uh, Wayne Lawrence, who's a uh, head lead tech at Petro, and we do the training there. We bring a lot of experience in, and, um, and it's a really good way to uh, get in front of these students. We can talk on their level because all of us were technicians at some point. So what's working particularly well, and where do you see some opportunities to continue improving? The industry's changed. Is the students that used to come in, a lot of the students that came in were people whose careers weren't working out, and they were looking for a new career. But today, they're young. They're new people. They're, they're starting their careers out, which is very different. And I, I would suppose it's, you know, for a lot of them, it's they, they look at college and they look at the price of it and they're just looking for something else and we'll provide a very good career for them. We were talking a little bit before the podcast started about the importance of not just folks that are new to the industry or wanting to advance their career, but if you've been in the industry a long time, these certification programs are still very vital, Right. I mean, how do you stay up to date on the latest information? This is an opportunity for even seasoned professionals to stay sharp. Is that right, gentlemen? And what what are your all's thoughts on that? Yeah, that's why Nora's developed the Technical Resource Center. Uh, it's an online repository. It started out actually as a an appendix to the technician's manual. 
so we didn't have to continually update it. It could be kept up to date. Uh, it's become a repository for new information, videos, uh, manufacturer's bulletins, that type of thing, broken out by topic. It's also accessible through the noralearningweb.org site. Uh, it's the Technical Resource Center. So if you go to learning.noraweb.org, you can find not just certification and learning, but you can also find that technical resource area. Yes. The technician manual is available there on, on PDF, chapter by chapter. There's also an audio version available there, all at no charge, as well as the resource center. Is that resource center one of the kind of the best kept resources you, you think out there for, for folks? There's a yeah. lot of up-to-date stuff, both manufacturer stuff and Nora-generated content. There's a lot of shorter task-oriented things, a lot of manufacturer's videos, techs in a house or in the field and has an initial problem, an electronic control wants to know how to program in a certain way. They don't want to spend 20 minutes watching a video. These are minute, you know, 90-second videos, 60-second videos, very short task-oriented. So how has this kind of resource continued to evolve over time? I mean, obviously, there's challenges to educate folks and continue the training, uh, but what do you see on the horizon? with new education initiatives or perhaps even updates to the CEU programs over time? We're continually expanding the CEU program, particularly the online. You can get CEUs available in person and online. We're putting a lot of effort into expanding the, the choices there in the online world, but there's a lot of real-life opportunities too. Manufacturers offer a lot of classes, uh, trade shows and conventions, the Eastern Energy Expo is coming up. 80% of the courses there are CU eligible. In June, the heat show, Nephi in Springfield, Massachusetts is coming. The vast majority of the energy is being put towards the transition to renewable liquid fuels, particularly mm -hmm. biodiesel combustion issues, uh, flame detection issues, storage, that type of thing. And John, you've seen this evolve over time as well. What are the things you're most excited about with these new initiatives? The online presence, Bob has done a phenomenal job, uh, much better than I did. When we first got this going in the early 2000s, the dilemma we really faced was we had pretty much relied on manufacturer-based training. And the manufacturers came to us and said, this is not working out because you know, they can send somebody to northern Maine or Alaska or wherever, but the companies weren't really equipped to let technicians attend all these full-day courses they wanted to do. And it didn't pay for the manufacturers to say, we're going to send somebody out there and do a one-hour, two-hour class. It just didn't make any sense. So the first move was to videos. And um, it just eased it so that companies could take, say, a one-hour class and break it into maybe four 15-minute segments that they do with their technicians first thing in the morning, you know, over coffee or some kind of a service meeting. And then that kind of evolved from there to, you know, we don't even really have time for that all the time. So the move to having this stuff available online, and especially the stuff that Bob has done where it's specific, because controls have changed. And sometimes somebody has worked on, you know, brand X, and now they have a brand Y. And what's different about this and what's better about that. That's all very quickly done. Bob said some of his class, some of his uh, little videos are less than two minutes. Um, others are longer, but it, it makes that much more info available. So if somebody has a specific concern or a specific question, they don't have to sit through a four-hour class to find the answer. They can go in and say, I need this and get it very quickly. It's also very helpful for a technician in the field who runs across an issue or a concern that they don't have the answer or solution to, they can jump into that, into the website and find the specific answer very quickly. 
think that's the biggest change has been we went from in-person classes to longer video classes to now a lot of the info you can just get right at the tip of your fingertips in a couple of minutes. And it's absolutely available on demand and you can get that when you need it and a refresher when you need it as well. So just because we close out here a little bit, just a few other items that I'm curious about. Tell me a little bit about BPI and Train the Trainer. Sure. Uh, BPI is the Building Performance Institute. It's a private organization that sets standards primarily for energy auditing, uh, looking at the house as a system rather than a bunch of individual parts thrown together, how they interact with each other. And as you move towards renewable fuels and efficiency and carbon reduction comes a big thing. Nora is going to offer BPI training in the future, which is required under the Inflation Reduction Act to participate in some of the weatherization and decarbonization programs. So that's basically a work in progress, not complete yet, should be by midsummer, June, July. We'll have that in place. So Nora students and technicians, people are certified. If they're interested in attaining BPI certification, they can do that through the NORA program as well. Mm -hmm. Train the Trainer, we actually changed the name. It's now the NORA Accredited Instructor Program. Hmm. So we've partnered with an outside education consultant to deliver this. As Charlie said, everybody mostly is technicians. They came from it, teaching from that side of it, from the field itself, which is important. If you don't understand it, what, you know, it's, it's the prerequisite to teach Mm -hmm. is that. Teaching skills then becomes the question. So they might be a great technician. They could have 30 years experience, but can they relay that? Can they get it across to the students? They know how to teach. Classroom (laughs) skills, not so much technical skills. So to improve that area of it, we've developed the NORA Accredited Instructor Program, which is going to have its inaugural class in June. So we've partnered with an outside education consultant to come in and deliver a very intensive three-day program strictly focused on classroom skills, educational skills, no technical at all. They already know that part. They're really good at it. It's improving the skills in front of the classroom, in front of students and relating to students. So we're re- really looking forward to that. And the graduates will be NORA accredited instructors. You're always constantly improving. Uh, you can never finish learning. You're always nope. learning. Really, at the end of the day, this is a tremendous amount of information and resource available at your fingertips uh, for anybody that's interested in learning more or wanting to advance their career or just get started. But, you know, sometimes barriers for folks can even be the capital outlay, getting started to get the training. What is the actual cost to participate in an ORA certification training program? Uh, well, we partner with outside institutions, so they set their own costs and it varies depending where they are. There's probably close to 50 of them across the country. Typically on the bronze level, I'll say 15 to 1800 is the range. Kind of get you um, started. Right. All the manure materials, the PDF of the manual is no charge. The audio version, uh, we have PowerPoints, quizzes, all that's provided at no charge. If people want to purchase a paper copy of the book, printing's expensive. There is a charge for the paper manual. But most of that material that is there is readily available and available for free, correct? Available at no cost on the website. Well, the importance of education cannot be underscored enough. And I think that's really what the whole purpose of this episode is to talk about the all the different opportunities and all that Nora is doing to help advance the ball. And thank you, gentlemen, for the great work you're doing to help improve the industry by helping with training and technical education. It's key to what we're doing. And I guess just in you know parting thoughts on that point, why is this so important? The importance is personal importance. And, you know, a lot of people 
go to work to get a paycheck and they really need to go to work to to improve themselves and to have a, a, a true career where when they go to work, they're proud of what they do mm-hmm. and that they always want to improve and they always want to be that best service technician or installer. Their employer will recognize that. Okay. I mean, you know, if they just show up for the paycheck, that'll be recognized that way also. If you look at the three of us on the call, I started in this trade in 1967. Things have changed drastically since then. Bob and Charlie are not far behind me. And in those days, basically, um, most of our training was on the job. And a lot of it wasn't even with the trainer. And the emphasis in the industry, and Nora's push, has been for efficiency and safety. And it's incredibly important that we do things efficiently, which means the system operates as efficiently as it can. But also, we're efficient as far as the customers go. We don't waste their time and their money changing things or working on things that don't need to be worked on at that. Overall, the training part of this, to me, is amazing. And we kind of explain this to students in the different programs about the advantage they have and all the stuff that Nora has made available for them to make them better technicians. In my early career, I'm, I'm, I'm not proud to admit I was a parts-changing soot sucker. But, um, you know, we made a ton of soot that you'd fill a vacuum in half a day sometimes. That's gone now. And the reason it's gone is education of technicians. Also, the equipment has become better. But the big thing is really making the technicians aware of what they don't know and um, and what they need to be reminded of. And that's where those shorter videos really come in handy because education isn't just teaching something new. It's reminding them of things they learned a long time ago and might have forgotten. So I think that whole evolution of where the service technician is today, we weren't technicians back in the 60s and 70s. We were oil burner mechanics who knew how to do things, didn't always know why, and didn't know how to prevent them from happening again. And that's the big change, is the technicians today, they don't just go in, properly trained ones, don't just go in and fix the problem. They fix the problem and they make sure it doesn't happen again. And that's really, to me, the whole goal of the education program. Very well said. And I I think really that's the point of this podcast today, is a professional, well-trained service workforce ensures that consumers have properly trained personnel to install and maintain their heating systems. And, you know, we've hit some big milestones over the years. And I think to date, we're looking at, uh, in terms of certifications issued by NORA, we have 13,000 silver certifications and 10,000 bronze certifications. And that's huge. Kudos to you gentlemen for developing this program. Uh, This is a uh, very much a uh, well-earned and uh, well-begun and I think well-executed effort. And we hope that it continues to grow um, just with with uh, reasons why we do an episode like this is to share the word with folks about the opportunities that are out there. Well, with that, uh, any parting words of wisdom for folks? You've mentioned learning.noroweb.org a number of times. I think the big thing is getting out to technicians and their supervisors and, and other bosses that that resource is there. It's there for them. It's a freebie and they can jump onto it from their cell phones if they need to, if they're stuck on a on the job. Well, Bob, Charlie, John, thank you so much for your time. Great conversation today. And again, thanks for all you're doing for Nora and uh, to help educate their workforce uh, with certified technicians to help uh, improve and continue to grow our industry. And uh, it's great to get a chance to talk with you. And thanks again for your time today. 
All right. Same here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You've been listening to In the Loop with Nora. Visit us online at noraweb.org.